Hello and welcome to The Secret Layer, the home of gaming and geeks. We hope you enjoy our shows and if you'd like to support us, you can donate to our Patreon. And welcome to D&D 201. My name's Niall and I'll be your Dungeon Master. I am Morgan and I will be your Dungeon Master as well. Still waking up there, buddy. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's unnecessarily early. That was, that was in your eyes as well. I saw the pain that it took. It's not unnecessarily early. It is. It's very necessary. I've got a wedding to be at. Well, that's cute. Thanks. Well, we've started an hour after we were supposed to. Awesome. Yeah, that's why I said let's start let's early because go. I knew this would happen. We chat shit. Yep. Awesome. Um, and traffic in the morning is traffic is horrendous. Oh, this is why this is why people listen to this. Exactly. You also come here to learn how to DM. That's the point of this show: is we help you, the DM, figure out like how to do that. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Exactly. And if you're a player and you're listening to this, fuck off. Why are you? We've told you so many opportunities. We have your IP address. We know where you live. Yep. And I will throw a Tarask at you. Mm. Like the new mini that they've made, like a physical lump of plastic, just launch it there. No. Oh, like, an actual. Yeah. Like a stat block or just the actual? No. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Just that. the actual thing. Didn't know you had that. That's... Didn't. Do, do you not have one? No. Uh, yeah. Oh. Then you get it when you. Okay. You DM. All right. Anyway, um, today. <laughs> today we're talking about um, dungeons. Yeah. The yeah. the D in the D and D. Put the D in the, the D and D. Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Because like the, we've. <laughs> <laughs> We've spoken. So Julia, Julia made me a keychain. So Julia's our resident smithy. Uh, if you want to check out some of our merchandise, it's at littlelionslayer.co.uk. But um, here at the secret layer, Julia makes all like our like dice and and prints out loads mm. of stuff with Alan. But <laughs> she made me a keychain, and it literally says she wants the D and D. She does. We all do. That's why it. we're here. Give me the D&D. But the first yeah. D in Dungeons yeah. & Dragons Because like, we've spoken about NPCs, we've spoken about uh, worlds now, and we've, like, adventures and broad stuff, but we want to talk about where you can actually put your adventures. Exactly. Um, so, like, the like you said, the first thing we want to talk about is dungeons. Um, something that might be worth jumping to, which is at the very back of the DMG, but might be worth us talking about here, is that in the DMG, there is a dungeon generator yeah. where you can roll dice and you can draw out on a gridded paper, build out your dungeon. But you want to think before you before you start mapping it, or maybe after, but something you need to consider when you're mapping it is why this dungeon here, what it is, where it is. Yeah. Um, I guess for those... Where it is. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Why was it built? Who built it? Who it is. But I guess for... Why it is. If if you've got this far and somehow don't know what we mean by dungeon, um, it's not where you go to prison in medieval times because you've stolen bread. And it's not where you have sex. I mean, you can. can, You can have sex there. It's not usually... Technically, you can have sex anywhere. Technically. Not legally, but technically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anywhere. It's not good down that rabbit hole. Um, so it'd be hard to do it in the sun. To be fair, that would be quite hard to do. You should be dead. Mm, you can't do it whilst. Anyway, can you yeah. use your, with your imagination? You can have sex anywhere. That is true, and that's what we're here to do: imagine things. Specifically, just <laughs> sex in the sun. Apparently. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not ready for the uh, shit that comes out my mouth. Mate, no one's ever ready. Yeah. I have to roll with this dial. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, maybe I'm just like a chaotic being. <laughs> maybe. Um, 
Yeah, right. So not every adventure takes place in a dungeon. Stuff happens in the overworld and stuff, but we're going to be talking about an actual dungeon, which is like a, usually not like a labyrinth feels like a too grand a word, but like a, uh, somewhere that's typically concealed, rooms connected by corridors, things hiding in the rooms. Usually like everything leads to a central point, which is where you'll have a big conclusion. Tends to be how your dungeons yeah. will run. A place for your players to find treasure, fight monsters, and maybe find a big bad. Yeah. And, and it's kind of like, as, as that is kind of said, it isn't necessarily always a tomb or a crypt. I mean, you know, as as funny as it kind of sounds, a house can be a kind of dungeon. Oh, yeah. yeah. I sometimes build wilderness like a dungeon. Yeah. Because it's just like room, quote unquote, quote unquote, which is like an area connected by roads, which is just my corridors. So like, it's, the way you can think of it, I guess, is like a dungeon. Exactly. Um, and it, and it's, it is kind of like more of a, more of a way to design multiple mm. encounters and 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 a story around a location but having having this sort of like more to it than that there's mm. usually a mission to it kind of very similar to what we did with the village yes. you know that that in itself is kind of a dungeon but i i would actually i would go to, as far as to say as it's not technically a dungeon no that wouldn't be i wouldn't no. say because that's kind of we weren't thinking necessarily about rooms and encounters in that was more a general uncomfortable vibe. Exactly. This is kind of like, it's usually a location that's very dangerous, essentially. Very typically. I mean, it doesn't have to be very typically. It's catacombs or a temple or... Ravenloft. Yeah, or like a big castle, castle like an active yeah. castle. Like a, a dungeon can be anything. It's basically... It's... A tower. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. No, no, no. no a tower. I like how you didn't commit to what accent it was because you're like, mm, I don't know. Oh, it's definitely Scottish. Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, so we're going to build a dungeon. Yes. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Um, I love dungeons, to be fair. I, I'm not going to lie. I fucking... This is one of my favorite things to do. Build a dungeon, yeah. and then the session, brain off. Hmm? It's like, I know what's happening here. It's exactly. A, it's a rooms with things connected to them. <laughs> I also like building my dungeons as little ecosystems, because there's so many monsters in the monster manual, which are like, mm. typically found in a dungeon. It's kind of like you have like your oozes, like your gelatinous cube, like it's like the rumba of dungeons, because it just goes around cleaning stuff <laughs> up. You have, like, it's a, there's a full-on ecosystem. You exactly. Have, um... What are they called? Something fishes. Like little grey scorpions that cling to the ceiling and hook you as you walk past. Uh, hook horrors? Cayfishers. Oh. Cayfisher, I think it's called. Hook horrors. There's like a full-on ecosystem <laughs> going on in a lot of these. I do, I, yeah, I really like um, Dungeon of the Mad Mage actually kind of refers to running the, the book as as it being an ecosystem. And the, mm-hmm. so the Dungeon of the Mad Mage, who's, anyone who's not read it or heard of it is essentially it's it's the follow-on to um what high what deep heist dragon heist dragon heist thank you um you're welcome thank you and it's the follow-on to that you go from one to five in dragon fuck i've already forgotten dragon heist I, why did i forget that water deep dragon heist water deep dragon heist thank you this is why i need you that's fine I'm, I'm where's here. your hand there it's, it is. it's right here <laughs> i really struggled with finding yeah you that. really did well, look it's because we were looking into each other's eyes exactly this is a very intimate setup it is very, um, very close knees touching n- that's not my knee. Uh, oh. <laughs> but um, yeah, so you do one to five, Dragon Heist in Waterdeep, and then you usually go on to do Dungeon of the Mad Mage from five to 20. And the way that it describes, it's essentially one massive fucking killer dungeon. That's what it was designed to be. And it's multiple layers and it's just a fucking mess. But the best thing about it is that it encourages you to come up with, like Morgan said, an ecosystem. Just chucking dice around away. Yeah, stay in the podcast. <laughs> we, we, you just carry dice on you. I love the idea that, like, at all times you're ready with a, I, I a pull, D20. I, I pull my phone out and just dice fall. Like, oh, shit. Sorry, <laughs> fuck. sorry guys. <laughs> Go to pay for something Scat- and just dice scatter. Guys, oh, this is no. so embarrassing. I'm so sorry. Oh, sorry. Do you, have any, do you have any change for the parking meter? No, just, just dice. <laughs> do you take D6? No. Oh. I have five. <laughs> it's a maximum of 30. 30. This is worth more than a penny. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, it's it's a really cool sort of like setup, and the idea of that that theory and that like mm. that that idea of making sure that everything is living in your D and D world is a I think is the best way to keep players immersed. From from experience, I've noticed that when I don't make the world have like a, a living, breathing mm-hmm. ecosystem and things like, you know, attracting things. And when my players are just going through a pre-generated dungeon that I'm like, yeah, you go down a corridor. Yeah, you go left. You open the door. There's a, 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 a Githyanki there. Mm. And they're like, why is a Githyanki here? I, I don't know. He's just, he doesn't know either. He's so he's just going to attack you. Yeah. I mean, I, I always <laughs> like that. There's, a, a there's no personality. He just straight up attacks you. Yeah. And, and then and then the fight is for no reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? Combat needs to be for a reason and you need to feel that either the mystery of it, the horror of it, or the anger of it. I mean, there's like a, in the, in the... Stop throwing dice around. Sorry, I'm going to put them over here. Um, It's your big hand gestures, that's what it is. um, Your sweeping gestures. uh, That was a great fucking gag for audio listeners, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, Morgan just just put his arms in the air. (laughs) But it was quite quite princely, it was quite noble, it was like, bring me more grapes. (laughs) Bring me mine grapes. Uh, What was I saying? Uh, Oh yeah, no, kind of going back to my NPC, the NPC thing, I was talking about making um, your cities and stuff an NPC, you can do a similar thing with a dungeon. Oh yeah. A lot of them are going to be antagonistic, a lot of them are going to be like, I don't know, what, it's, it's probably some kind because of, they're meant to be deadly a lot of the time, dungeons. Yeah. So you're trying to think about how they, how is the dungeon going to act to people that arrive there? And it's like Dungeon of the Mad Mage, there's like a full-on like one or two-page spread at the start being like, hey, this is the denizens of this dungeon. This is why they're here. Mm. This is what they want. This is how they'll act. And mm. you'll always see like, if you'll read like a box in one of the rooms and be like, uh, these creatures are here. If the players cause a disturbance in room 7A, these creatures are aware of their presence. So be like, it's not soundproof rooms. Be aware that it can be like reinforcements can come. Because some of my most intense fights have been, they've been in a dungeon and then they triggered multiple encounters at once. And all of a sudden they're like, F- I don't know if I spoke about my gelatinous cube situation. No. So no. there was, I had some players once and they saw a floating skeleton and they were like, oh, why is there a floating skeleton? They tried to shoot it and the arrows were freezing before it and then dis- dissolving. And they're like, what the fuck is going on? Went to find out what it was. It was a gelatinous cube. And they were like, with the skeleton floating in it, but they couldn't see the gelatinous cube. The gelatinous cubes go quicker than you might expect. So then they're like, I've got a door, the players, and then the gelatinous cube has co- covered the corridor they came from. Mm. So like, fuck, we'll go through the door. Open the door. Seven bugbears. Brilliant. So now they're stuck between the gelatinous cube and seven bugbears. The other person runs another way around. Uh, five, no, ten zombies and a flame skull. <laughs> and I was like, you've just triggered three pretty deadly encounters at once. So that's the thing. It's all life. It's all happening at once. It's not like encounter per encounter. Think of it as how like these things can interact and work together and they'll be aware of what's going on. They'll hear what's going on through that flimsy wooden door they've put up. They'll know mm. what's going on. That's cool. I like that. I like that. I, I, I'd say as a, as a DM, I still kind of struggle with dungeons. That's why I love them so much because I still feel like they're a challenge and that's why I like them. Um, personally but yeah let's create one nice let's do it um so, so we're gonna use these random generators yeah so are we, are we gonna the location of the dungeon yeah i'm gonna get where's my do you want to do exotic or do you want to do so uh, well exotic is a gift if we roll 96 to 100 so on the tables is dungeon location if you roll 96 to 100 you get to roll on the exotic location oh or do you just want to do the exotic should we just pretend we rolled a 96 no i like that let's do it so, so here we go Give a bit of, bit of dice cool. for the mic. It's cool, I like it. Oh. I just <laughs> All right. All right. Our unit is a one. One. Wow. Build a straight up one. A building in the... I don't like that. It's boring. Uh, do you know what I'm going to do? This is something fun you can do as a DM. Fucking choose. Should we do the exact location? Because I don't want to do a building in the city. It's boring as hell. 
mushroom dude. Yeah, let's, do, no, let's do the exact location. I just, I have to say, that is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. No, we're gonna do this completely random. Oh no! Fuck that! Sucks. I'm not fucking doing so, that. Can I just say that's how I do everything? I'm like, oh fuck! I'll use those random tables. I'll roll it. Fuck. Oh, come on! Why is that even on there? I oh. know the one I want to do. Yeah, I'm just gonna do that. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. That's no, also viable. That is viable. I'm teaching you all. I know. Actually, yeah, I'm deciding whether maybe we should cut this because I'm deciding. No, I love this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love every second but of this. Let's just roll again. I, I have the thing is, is you go from inspiration. If a building in a city is not fucking inspiring you, don't do it. This is you as a DM learning not to do stuff. <laughs> yeah, like it was. It, there are no rules. There but, are no rules. I'm rolling again. I'm gonna roll near, not near the end of the table this time. Yeah. Don't drop the dice. <laughs> <laughs> in fairness we're going from the exact locations we're doing it on the exact location table because if we were I know we have to roll d20 in that case because I rolled a 9 which would be beneath the farmhouse do you reckon we could do something exciting beneath the farmhouse I reckon we could do something let's just let's just do the exact no, locations okay. I think it would be interesting beneath the farmhouse <laughs> you went from a building in a city to, to beneath, beneath the, the farmhouse. farmhouse to be fair that would have worked for the idea of the. do you remember when we were talking about the village and you said that underneath would be this weird temple of this old god. That would have worked. For Let's do it. The Let's farmhouse. do beneath the farmhouse. Are you sure? I kind of want to do something completely fresh. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. All right. I think it's totally Sweet. fine. Let's go to the exact locations. Right. So this is it, guys. This is a, a valuable rule to DM. <laughs> do what you fucking want. <laughs> We're trying to do something new. Like, yeah, it, we could have we could have created a dungeon underneath the farmhouse. <laughs> yeah. You know, do you mean straight away there was connections? Yeah. We could create a dungeon underneath the farmhouse because we have that village that we created. So there you go. In another universe where we you weren't less pernickety. <laughs> we we could have done it. We could have done it, but we're not. We're going to do it exciting. Just goes to show you how versatile we are. Yeah. And moody, apparently. Yeah, apparently. It's too early. Oh, wait, no. You rolled a nine on exotic locations. What no, is it? I wrote, no, that's a D20. So oh, yeah, get a D20. I'm rolling D20. Why did you roll another 100 then? Because I was not doing the exotic locations. Right, okay. It's fine. Ten. Ten. In a meteorite. Fuck, we've... <laughs> hey, do you remember that adventure we invented last episode that was in a meteorite? Yeah, but the meteorite could have crash landed on Earth. Yeah, I know. All right. That's what I mean. Last episode, we did an episode about a meteorite crashing to Earth. Wow. We're good. These dice are like, in my, they're in my mind. This dice is like, do the thing that you talked about. <laughs> do the thing you've done before. Either do it below the farmhouse, building do it in city. the meteorite. Building a city. Watchtower. No, don't want to do that. Fine. Do the farmhouse. <laughs> do the farmhouse. I don't want to do the farmhouse. Okay. Meteorite. Give me new, please, dice. <laughs> okay. Next bit. Dungeon creator. Who created the dungeon? I think we need a D20 Some again, please. cunt called Bob, probably. Right, let's go. Bob the Illithid. Bob the Illithid. Oh, can you imagine if I got 18? What is my name, you ask oh, me? Okay. It is Bob. Humans. Oh. Okay, cool. So a bunch of guys built temple oh, on the meter. My, mine's different. What should I say? Mine says hobgoblins. For 12. Yeah. Oh, oh. no, no. I just can't read. <laughs> I can't read. Um, all right, cool. So, so some guys built this. Some guys went to this meteorite. Right? Some humans. Some humans. Some humans. Humans. Uh, what was Shame there? it wasn't fish people. What was there? Oh, really, uh, I wanted some Kuotoa. Uh NPC alignment three. Neutral good. Okay. Neutral right. good meteorite. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> it's the person, you dick. People that built it. Uh, and then the NPC class eight. Bunch of monks. Oh. Bunch of good monks. Some bunks. neutral good monk meteorites. Nope. It's not the alignment of the meteorites. No. What? It's not the alignment of the meteorites. But what if the meteorite's the monk? What trapped. if the meteorite is the monk? He's a human trapped in a meteorite. Fuck, this is this is this is this is genius. <laughs> right, I need to All the, the insides of the meteorite right. are weirdly biological shape. 
you just did a guy. Another visual gag for an audio medium. Well done, Morgan. Right. Morgan just wiggled his eyebrows at me <laughs> when he said, you just in a guy, and then he went wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> Dungeon as if creation. To, as if to make an innuendo that was sexually explicit. In a meteor, I'm writing this down, made by Neutral Good Monk. <laughs> Why was I it I found made? that funny. It wasn't funny. It was that to me. Why was it made? Uh, was there a role for it? There, Dungeon Purpose. Yeah. 19. A tomb. Okay. Okay, so I'm thinking, I'm already thinking dead like Ark Monk. Like some fucking Uber Monk. The um, Ultra Monk. The, yes. Yes. Das Uber Monk. Usha Monk. Usha Monk. What about the dungeon history? Uh, no, the D20. Fucking, do you want to roll D20? Yeah, okay. There you go. Put your sucker hands on that. <laughs> I just went to the wrong side. <laughs> I was literally holding my hand out the other side of the table. It's because it was there. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's still a full circle now. Pachow. 19. I always roll high. <laughs> Overrun by planar creatures. Yes. See, this is already fucking great. Yeah. Interestingly, so we talk about how, you know, we've already fucking, we don't want to do some boring ass dungeon. It's really funny because before we even start recording, you're like, should we do exotic? I was like, no, let's do it completely random. And then, yeah, here we are. Here we are. Um, Look at you and me. But this, for Who'd example, this wouldn't work in my setting on the face of it because my setting doesn't have extra planar stuff oh for the one that we were talking about yeah, earlier today but f- interestingly you could think of a reason why it had happened or why that did work yeah so i, I mean it could be oh it's ancient so the, I mean? yeah so the history was it was overrun right i think so like it was a tomb um that became overrun by planar creatures yeah um i don't know if it was something like one of those maybe it was like uh, you've got this tomb of this once great monk that is maybe a place of pilgrimage so as much as it was a tomb Yes. What if it? Sorry, I, I politely put my hand up there. <laughs> what if and it, what? What if the meteorite is from a destroyed planet? Okay. Hence, why it's a meteorite now. Yeah. Well, I was thinking it was a meteorite. Okay. That maybe had some kind of latent magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, some monk discovered it, founded an order based on that. Yeah. And then when that monk died, they, they buried him, him in his meteorite. Um, cool. All right. So it is from another world. Um, and maybe those planar creatures are from that world. They've come to reclaim what was theirs. Reclaim it, or they, or maybe that when the old monk died, he'd been holding back a force and the portal opened. And to be fair, there's some cool stuff in Spelljammer where they were talking about how, you know, like one of your backgrounds is that you meet a god in the astral plane. So maybe this is like, you know what I mean? This is where he found his mission. Like you said, this place holds, this meteorite holds power. And yeah, some extra planar creatures have made their way back to it. Yeah, okay. But like, we need to reclaim what is ours. Yeah. I'm uh, cool with this. I like this. And extra planar doesn't necessarily mean like anything, really. Extra no. planar just means anything that's not in the material plane. Yeah. So, I mean, what. Celestials. Do we want to randomly decide what plane they've come from, or do we want to have a, have a that be a decision? Hi. Yeah. All right. Let's go for it. Because I kind of like the idea of like it could be anything. So let's yeah. So how yeah. do we how do we decide extra planar creatures? Well, I will tell you what. Let's do. So what we've got we've got the elemental planes. We've got the reflective the reflections, and we've got the outer planes. Yeah. So let's roll a d six, and one and two is reflections. Inner outer. Maybe maybe we put the reflections in the inner. Yeah. In the so same inner bracket. Outer. So because yeah, then we've got six. One to three is inner. Yeah. Yeah. Inner. Sweet inner, and then we've got six to choose from. So fire. Wind. Oh, there's more than six technically, because two wind. of them merge, don't they? Earth, wind, fire, air. Yeah, well, fae, not, they're not proper planes. They're like in, like middly yeah. planes, on and then fae and shadow. Yeah. So fae, fae one, shadow two, earth, wind, fire, air. Cool. Air. Nice. Cool. Air planar creatures. Yeah. Interesting. 
Okay. I'm already like, ooh, this is so different. So I think from this, we've got um, the, there's, I, I don't know if maybe the meteorite was, maybe a monastery was built around the meteorite, or maybe the, or maybe the monastery was built into the meteorite. I but think I in, in, in it. So that means, in it, bro. So that means maybe <laughs> when the monk died, it became his tomb. And it yeah. was no longer a monastery. It was a tomb that was a place of pilgrimage. The monks kind of guarded it, and then the planar creatures arrived. And maybe the um, property of the meteorite is that it doesn't just travel through space; it travels through planes. Yes. So, like, it's like a planar shifting meteorite. What if it's a spell jammer? <laughs> what if it is a spell jammer? That's so good. But it's specifically built to plane shift. A planar spell jammer. That's really cool. And that's why they've come back to get it because they're like, "You, we need our spell jammer back." What, the uh, elemental yeah. airplane people? Inhabitants. Because that's like Aracocra and gen- and Genies. Genies, Genasis. Um, you could do like, uh, what's it called? Elemental cults kind of around it. They've tried to... Yeah, of, of whatever. I kinda, I like the idea of like a genie creating themselves a, a meteorite that they could travel through the galaxies for. Because mm. air, air Genasi are actually pretty chill, aren't they? Well... Typically, Sorry, not Genasi, but Genies is what I meant. Genies from the elemental planet, which I think are just the Genie's Genie, are yeah. good, typically. But obviously, we can. that doesn't have to be the case. I, th- I think they're the most reasonable. I think they're neutral good, I think. Let's get their stats up and have a cheeky yeah, gander. let's have a little, little look-see. The fun of D&D. <laughs> I love it. Love me a stat block. So what's their typical alignment? Chaotic good. Okay. I mean, it doesn't have to be the case. I kind of like it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like almost followers of this monk i mean i mean like i like the idea like maybe this monk is a follower of this genie mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like that the monk created the tomb within the meteorite kind of thing so i pictured the monk's followers had made it for so there was this arch monk and it was his tomb that he had to he was made re- lied to rest in but just reading information about genies mm. then they're, they're known for their sense of mischief cheeky boys but they have a favorable attitude towards mortals it is. It seems very mischievous to create a spell jammer that travels through planes. Mm. I I kind of like the idea that maybe the oh okay maybe like the tomb maybe this monk has picked up this meteorite you mm. know like a spell jammer monk has seen this meteorite in the astral sea and has boarded it and been using it to spread the good word. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And created this monastic order from it. But in truth, it's just a bit of a prank made by a genie. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like it's full of. Like the monk sees it as a test. Like the tomb is like a test for any people. So, so it's not. So it's not tomb in, is in that someone's been killed there. No, I like the idea that rest. he's been buried there. He has been buried. Yeah, okay. But the the meteorite itself is just this hellscape of elemental air creatures. Because the genie was like, I'm just going to create this spell jammer thing, yeah. and send it out into space and see what comes back, kind of thing. And yeah, yeah, this yeah. is just me having fun. And he's filled it with all these elemental air creatures and traps and yeah. and horrible things. And this monk found it and felt like a spiritual connection to it. Yes. But the spiritual connection is completely wrong. This was just created on the whims of a genie. But he's yes. created this whole monastic order yes. based on trialing yourself. But- and the and the final trial is making your way to the tomb. You have to go into the meteorite and find your way into the center of the tomb to fully prove yourself as yes. part of this monastic order and maybe that again so i'm trying to think so what would the thing i'm trying to run with now because i love the idea is why our players are there maybe they've maybe they've found you know either they've found it maybe it's like appeared before them and they go to explore it and what they find is 
traps and monsters but also like religious texts saying that they need to get to the center of this place like the the heart is where you'll find you know magic item hunt maybe yeah maybe if we have this it's like mysterious because it's this big floating meteorite. okay so i was picturing a crash landed one do you think they have to go yeah like a weird like no 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 like it's just floating like a big monolithic ball yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it's just floating in in fuck yeah in the sky like an earth moat kind of thing and it's like yeah it's like it's like an inch off the ground do you know what i mean it's just appeared and it's just this massive and it's just plane shifted and it's just this massive circle meteorite rock and as they you know they get some ropes and they get some pitons and they climb up and they get inside and they're like oh well you know what's going on and then these wind things are attacking them and you know what i mean and they're like what the fuck i am now picturing it being very similar to um have you played breath of the legend zelda breath of the wild no lauren should have been here for this okay another uh, one of our other dms shout um, out to lauren whoop, whoop. Woo! Uh, <laughs> um, I like the idea. This is very much like so. In Breath of the Wild, you come to these shrines and you have to pass a test. And when you get to the other side, you meet like a, a mummified monk who's like like speaks to you as like, "Well done, have this magical orb." That's cool. Have a blessing. Maybe it's a blessing. Yeah. So I like yeah. the idea that they the players get to this big old rock and maybe they see like the ghostly form or maybe some inscription that's like um. I don't know, some rhyme or haiku, which is like, you have to pass the test, get to the center, and you'll be rewarded greatly. That's really cool. And then they get to the other side, and they people will go, oh, this is a ripoff of Breath of the Wild. It's fine. We've said this before. Rip every, steal everything. Steal everything. And they find a mummified monk at the end, yeah. who maybe like a ghost of them comes out. It's like, congratulations. That's cool. the test. Like that. And then, um, I don't know if it's funnier for me that they never know it was just a genie taking the piss out of them. Yeah. Like, they never know that. But Why it's would just they? Like, yeah. This is just but a genie. This is how you create a dungeon, is you have like, you know, the initial thing and then then maybe then you we kind of build stuff maybe we have a way for them to find out that the genie this was just a bit of fun yeah. like it's not necessarily something we plan for them to find but if they put the pieces together they realize this genie is just taking the piss it's yeah. just like this was fun maybe if they fully explore this dungeon yeah they'll find like little hints and little clues to yeah. stuff and if you go behind the shrine you find just like I don't know, st- like the genies, like written little jokes, or it's like the, there's yeah. like a hint of the fact this was just funny. Yeah, or or you know, even even like something that maybe could be um thingied later, like a payoff later. Like maybe they find a book in there that refers to a genie, and when they research that genie, they find out that there's this genie that lives in the elemental plane of air who was extremely mischievous, and his greatest creation was a a deadly dungeon that he sent throughout the multiverse. <laughs> On a, a whim. Yeah, on a whim. <laughs> and there's nothing he finds funny. Oh, that would be really funny if you had like a separate campaign in the same setting where they meet this genie. Yeah. And he's just like, he made, an offhand comment where he's like, do you know an entire monastic... Mon- I created a whole religion. Do you know an entire monastic order was found around a joke I did? Yeah. That's that's the level I'm at. Do you understand? <laughs> the level and I'm like, at. The player's characters aren't the same characters. The player's like, Son of fuck a you. Yeah. That dungeon Nearly killed, killed us. three yeah. of us and you're telling me that was a joke <laughs> like i love the idea it's just like that is really funny but i i think maybe <laughs> maybe like he innately made this meteor to be like if you did make it to the end you'd get a gift and that's why the monk created the tradition and the order around it and he's now the vessel of that gift because he's a chaotic good yeah. genie and i yeah. kind of like the idea that he's teasing people he's like he's like do you want to play this game that i play yeah. so i like i also i yeah i like the idea that it was a gift at the end um but the now it's kind of like maybe the monk got the gift 
and now his soul passes stuff on. So maybe it's like maybe there's a magical item at the end. Maybe there is. It's like a gift of flying, something air. Yeah, like a, air yeah, like an air blessing. Like maybe um, each one of them receive a different one. So it's like you know, it's mm. not over. Like one of them could receive like once a day as a bonus action, they can fly for ten minutes. You could have yeah, you could have stuff like um, one of them can cast gust of wind once a day. Yeah, one so of stuff them, that would lean into their ability. So if you had like a rogue, it's like you get speed of the wind. Yeah. You are able to move at twice your speed for one round. Um, yeah. Or yeah, you can have like loads of wind related gifts that he'll pass on. I <laughs> do love gifts. I do love the idea of just later them finding out this was a joke. Like yeah. they never know until the final moment where the genius like the entire religion was founded around a joke I did. And this, I think there's something incredibly interesting and, in, and, and, and fun about this monolithic thing. And like when they leave it, it just like disappears yeah, from existence. And they're like, what the fuck? fuck was that? And I like that. I really yeah. like that. And, it, and it, this feels to me like if we were running this game, which we might, but if we were running this game, that this monolithic temple tomb would be like almost like an optional quest. You know, like, you hear rumours that there's this yeah. large floating meteorite. What? I mean, <laughs> even, like, so D&D, there's the three pillars of D&D, right? Combat, social interaction, and exploration. And one yeah. of the ones that's really not done well is exploration. And I like this as being a reward for exploration yeah. of a kind of, like, they're walking along and they just see this rock floating on top of a hill. Yeah. And it's like, do you investigate? And if they do... Cool, that's bonuses for them doing exploration. You notice the rock gets bigger the closer you get. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just a pebble. Um, From a distance, it seemed like a statue. But as you get closer, you realize it's floating an inch above the ground. Yeah. Yeah, but like it's the kind of like thing where it's like, it's not part of any plot. Yeah. It's just a little side quest. It's like, if you're rewarding people for going off the beaten path and not just following the main linear storyline, I think it would lean really well for that pillar. It it also, I quite like like the idea that, because at a distance, it would look like the rock is just on the ground but then as you get closer you would realize that it's floating which i think is even funnier <laughs> again very very tricksy isn't it yeah i like this genie he's, he's a good guy we'll feel, have to make him i feel like he's a little bit of me <laughs> <laughs> he's called nayel <laughs> nayel the great i played that as a character once oh fuck you it's for a short film it's very funny wonderful it's called the quest for the tv remote on youtube check it out oh yes i've yes have you seen it you showed me it did i Yes. Oh, cut that. <laughs> <laughs> keep it. Uh, keep it. Um, uh, great. So, all right. We we know the origins, the histories, and who's the in it. Wise. Who's in it? Who's in it? Who the fuck's in it? Who the fuck is he? Right. Okay. So that's cool. I really like this. I do. I uh, really enjoy this. How big's this dungeon? See, that's what I was gonna say. I okay. Space is relevant whatever like yeah. it's like the size of the meteorite i reckon is completely irrelevant it's bigger on the inside we've got some fallen tardis i, I like the idea that this rock's massive yeah yeah as well like it, it's kind of one of those it doesn't really matter how what's inside of it it's because like it could fill it 2001 it space course. odyssey you're right beneath this big black rock and you're like yeah yeah that's fucking sick um and it's just floating <laughs> it's not doing anything just, it means nothing you get a little gift a little boost yeah, little, I like this. Little. I'm already. This is why I love this show. I love recording this. Yeah, this is cool. really fun. Yeah, I enjoy it. It's good as well because I was like, oh, "What the fuck is this going to be?" And now I'm really. It's compelling. And this is. I think it's couldn't just, have this under a farmhouse, uh, could you? <laughs> my the minute though, my brain's been ticking over the farmhouse thing. I was like, you could really easily have a serial killer's twisted lair 
beneath a farmhouse. No, but if we'd have chosen the farmhouse, we'd have still had to have done the the other. Oh, we wouldn't have had the meteorite though. No, actually, no, the meteorite. But we'd have had to do the air elemental and the monk stuff. Not necessarily. We might have rolled something different. True. If we'd have known a different time in another universe. In the, let's do it now. Fuck it. Erase it. Right, <laughs> fuck it. We're going into it. No. Let's start again. Building the city. No, We're really like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. good. So. Um, I guess let's think about the aesthetic first of the whole thing. I'm thinking um, on the outside, it's like really rough meteorite texture, mm-hmm. but inside it's like polished obsidian. Like it's- Oh, like kind of like ores. Oh, you know, it'd be quite cool is if, if all like, because it's meteorite, if different ores are in there and there is like an option to mine it. Because that's, instead yes. of finding gold coins everywhere, what you actually find is gold veins. There's veins of gold. And yeah. silver and gemstone. That's... Because that's interesting, because if, if you do that, if that's the first thing they notice and none of them have a pick, they'll might be like, guys, we need to go back to that village I, down the road and get a pick. I also really like the idea that if they tried to mine it, they just hear in their ears, don't touch my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like a little, uh, what's it called? Magic mouth. Yeah. yeah. Don't touch my fucking stuff. Hey, hey. That's mine. Behind you. What? If you touch that, you little bitch, I'll drag you into the next fucking century. Fuck you out there. Shiny, shiny. <laughs> Is attempting. I was attempting back the fuck off. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I like that. Funny. Like this kind of because the meteors do have shit like that. So I yeah, but I, gems I'm, and gold and silver. I'm picturing it like it's almost like like polished to the point where it's reflective, um, and like it's pristinely kept. Yeah, I like that. Um, and and this is polished black, right, on the inside. And you're going through this corridor, and then what you see is these wonderful, like almost veins and vines of like beautiful gold and mm. silver and gemstone and what you realize is you could mine them and like maybe the magic math is hey don't touch my things it took a long time to make that <laughs> hey do you know how long my monks spent doing that i say come on say my monks <laughs> oh yeah maybe it's maybe maybe it's as simple as when the when they try to pick it it just goes no 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. what I, I still pick it you hear again Shh, no, 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 no. it's the same one every time or I wouldn't do that if I were you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. um, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, are you sure? <laughs> what? This, this wall is magically enchanted to say, are you sure? It's magically enchanted time. to use the DM catchphrase, are, are you, you sure? sure? That's very funny. That's you very can... That's very tricksy. The, the wall says, you can certainly try. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Um, Go on. Please. Okay. So. We've got... Um, so, yeah, the walls are these wonderful, polished... Yeah. Uh, oh, and, yeah, so is this all the rooms as well? Well, then I picture, like, the corridor is like that, and it opens out into... Then it completely depends on the room. Yeah. So I think even it would be fun to have one where it opens up. Um, maybe there's a kind of, like, it looks like you're about to go into a dark room, but the moment you step over the threshold, you realise you're on the very, like, edge of a drop, and you're in what looks like the elemental plane of air. Like, it's just ceaseless bounds of infinity. And then you can see another black door on the other side and the challenge is to get through That's, the side. And you, what you have to do is just jump. Because yeah. in the elemental plane of air, you direct where you yeah. go. Fantastic. But the player's like, oh my god, infinite yeah, drop. how do we get through this? Just go over it. That's so funny. Like that. So like, I like each room's completely different. Um, maybe one's like, I think the polished black obsidian is your base level, but sometimes there'll be little variations. I like the idea that there's like magical lights but what they do is they reflect the gold or the silver or the gemstone, thus giving the rooms and the corridors different feels as you go through. Yes. Maybe even it's like lit up by those veins. Yeah. It's like it'll be bathed in golden light or yeah. gemstone light and stuff. That's really cool. Um, but when you pick at it and you take the, the gem out or the gold out, it stops It stops the light source. Yeah. 
So you could plunge yourself into darkness. I do like the idea you can pick it with no consequence, but the genie keeps making you think there'll be consequences. Yeah. So you pick it, the whole room goes, and you're like, oh my God, the genie's like, hee hee hee. That care. was the magical effect. Genie's yeah. like, I'll just put them back in, I don't know, whatever. But like, it's just like, you're like, oh my God, the whole place is going to come down, we have to be careful. But the genie's just like, hee yeah, I, I, Yeah, I really like the fact that everything should have the sense of danger, but isn't. Yeah. And that's why the mo- the monastic tradition is faith. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Faith in oneself and one's ability to do stuff. I, and a monk would never get the gold. No. A monk would never think to take the silver no. and the gold and the yeah. gems. I like the idea that the... Um, <laughs> I do love, like, even if players die in this, like, you do take damage, but yeah, if you yeah. die, you don't die. Like, it's like, no, it's... it's or maybe you do. Oh, no. May- that's interesting. Maybe, maybe certain traps, like, if you fail them, eviscerate you. But what actually happens is you teleport outside the yeah. meteorite. Or, sometimes... You have to believe. I like the idea that the monk made this a bit more fucked than the genie did. So it was like, you have to have faith and you have to, it'll be like, step into this trap. You get demolished and then your friends see you get destroyed, but you actually just appear on the other side. It's an so, illusion. Yeah. So you're, Very cool. so you have to have the faith to step through it. Yeah. And it's like, there's another way around it. Can I jam the mechanism? No, it doesn't work. I like that. Yeah. yeah Cause it's all an illusion. Yeah. And then, then that allows the players to have insight checks and intelligence checks. Once they, if they realize, they can be like, "Oh, I'll check this trap," and they'll be like, "All right, you rolled a two on your intelligence check. Yeah. You don't know whether or not it's real." Yeah. And then, then the danger immediately kicks back in again. Yeah. Or if they roll a high check and you're like, "No, no, no, this one's real." Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. yeah, I like the fact that any of the traps can be lethal or not. Yeah. Got to, yeah. And maybe the ones that are like seemingly super lethal are actually just illusions, and the ones that aren't that bad are real yeah absolutely um like there's a there's a there's a step that doesn't crumble completely away but just lowers enough to give you a twisted ankle take a d4 of damage (laughs) and you have a permanent five foot reduction to your speed yeah so you take a long rest saving throws and like fuck that's really funny yeah that's really funny he's just like anything that will kill you won't anything that won't kill you will fuck you up yeah it will will make everything harder (laughs) people will come out hobbling and broken and like, yeah, bruised I also like the idea ego you, bruised you, you can't long rest like whenever you try to sleep it's like oh that's really good it's like no, 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 no get through this yeah don't this don't. isn't about sleeping yeah. this is about yeah that's cool alright or if you do manage to sleep you appear outside the tomb yeah just outside the meteorite like fuck okay alright so we've got doors we've got kind of like secret secret doors I feel like just go in hand in hand with this like trap-esque hellscape yeah um i really like the idea of doing the kind of not rewarding you yeah until the very end yeah but doing things like things that would typically reward you don't so like a secret door won't it's just like a jape it's just like a a little silly like you think you found a cut through but it's actually taking you back to the start or something that's really funny again that's yeah no that's great yeah and there's maybe there's like a hint at the start it's like stick to the path have faith yeah, um, have faith in, um, and that's all in the monastic, yep. ritual. And it's if you don't keep to the path, you end up the start again. So you can keep to the path. That's really cool. Yeah, because that's kind of like, yeah, no, I really like that because that's the monk's interpretation yeah. of what he went through. Whereas the genie was just like, <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Like you yeah. put a lot of a lot of you're stuff really on this. perceptive, and you went backwards. <laughs> just to cut off, I like the idea. This genie's now become a god. Okay. Because, or at or least... Thinks, well, or, they can no, cast the whisper. But, but as in, like, semi-deific... Like, semi-deity because they a religion was formed in their name. 
Oh. And people started worshipping them, and all of a sudden they're like, whoa, what the fuck is this? And now they're some kind That's of like really demigod. So they, been... they started off as this prince of just elemental air, and they were like living their elemental air life, and and then all of a sudden they've received... Godhood. Yeah. I like the idea they're fuming at that. I have responsibility now. Oh, God, that's really funny. They're like, I fuck it. And that would be if you ever encountered him later. You'd yeah. be like, I loved my life. I just ate grapes all day. And now I have... I fucked bird people all the time. All the damn time. Now I have to, like, help them. Oh, it's a fucking nightmare. And, like, give them, like, parts of my power. Sucks. And now I'm on, like, a different ladder. You know, Do you know how hard it... It was to get to the top of the elemental air of playing. Now I'm at the bottom of the deities. And also it's monks. I and didn't I- know who Moradin was. <laughs> now i got to deal with this. Now cat. I have to go to dinner with him and his family once a week. Have you met Grumsh? Uh, what a... I like the idea that he's just fuming. I like the idea that he didn't know what monks were. Yeah. So they kept asking for keys. I didn't know what they meant. I kept sending them, I kept sending them doors keys. and keys. They were fuming. And then all of it, I was like, oh, that's not what you, oh, it's, a, it's been a whole Why didn't thing. they say internal energy? I just, it, it's not. Why have they given it a strange name? Keys exist. Keys are a thing. Why are they asking for keys? <laughs> Amazing. Okay. I so, love this genie. I'm, um, I'm already in love. Okay. Right. So inhabitants of our dungeon. Um, who have we got? We've got on, air, air elemental. Air elementals. Which are Chandrake 5. Nice. Um, the air elemental myrmidons, which are the like super cool armored ones, which are Chandrake 7. I kind of like the idea of using an animated breath weapon as well from Frizzbands. Oh, hell yeah. And using the cold form. I like that. That's the challenge ring six. It's oh, large we could, as well. We could also easily homebrew, like, wind something. Oh, easy. So you could have, like, yeah. a wind dragon. S- just for the listeners, we just smiled at each other. That was all that <laughs> happened there. Just, that dead air yeah. was just a grin. It was, yeah. You could just reskin it, and then, like, the damage is, like, cold damage or whatever. I really like that. I like the ideas of Chewingas being around. Yes, I love a Chewinga. Chewingas, for those of you who don't know what we're, what we're talking about, is essentially, like, wonderful little sprite elementals. I love a chewinga. Yeah. Chewingas are obsessed with people. And they love the little... I like having chewingas... Um, I like replacing people's equipment with little rocks. Yeah. Because they're like, I gave you a gift and I took away your hairbrush. <laughs> I took away your climbing rope and you... gave you stones. <laughs> there you go. Have a flower. The, these stones have been passed down for generations. Yes. And now they are yours. Now they are yours. Except You're a beautiful I person. I, except I can't speak, but here we are. And then they like gently stroke your face. Mm. But I really like the idea of like just taking any monster and making a wind version of it. A wind. And hear me out, right? I'm hearing. An Elder Tempest. Challenge rating 23, yeah. right? Mm. Okay. But it's an illusion. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. these kinds of things. You know, using this as inspiration to jump off of. <gasps> Frost Salamander. <clears throat> I like the idea that with the fucking um, Elder Tempest, again, it's that have faith thing or have a line yeah, that's like yeah. embrace the storm. So the only way, you only get hurt if you try to hit it. If, if you yeah. just stand there and oh, let the it, creature you, you pass eat to the you. next place. That's really interesting. I like that. And the party sees that party get swallowed whole. And they're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh, oh my, my god! god! Uh, <laughs> I'm still Statue of Talos. is not a steam method. That'll work. Yeah, I do like the idea of the chewingers like, have just spawned there and just like there to help. Yeah. So they do a little help. Oh, so like maybe maybe like this like big tempest creature is in front of them and a little chewinga like runs out in front chewinga! and just gets like absolutely destroyed by it and all the players are like no and then they see it on its head like waving but then another one does another yeah. does it as well and it's like why do these chewingas yeah. keep like kamikaze they're lemon it's because it's the way through yeah or even like they they there's like a door on the other side and they look over and it's just like 
waving. Like, yeah. Hello. That's good. I really like that. Yeah. And like the death traps. Oh, that'd be a really funny way of showing them the, which ones are the death traps. So the chewingers will throw themselves into the death traps that won't kill them. But when it's like something that doesn't look that serious that will kill them, they're really fucking careful. Maybe that's like a little sort of like secret way to mm. figure out this temple is the chewingers. Maybe chewingas. they find the meteor because a chewinger helps them. I like it. A little chewinger's like, come this way. Come this way. <laughs> Follow runs, me. Runs through Holds the Holds the hand. With their little masks on. I love chewingers. Chewingers are cute. <sighs> okay. Chockers, because we're not mapping the dungeon, are we? I would, I would suggest for any DM, just go in a dungeon generator. That's why yeah, they're there. Just, just do that. Oh, of course. You know, like I used to map dungeons out, and I still do occasionally. It's like fun. I'll draw a, a dungeon out, and I think it's a totally valid way of doing it. But if you're just trying to like bosh one out, just use a dungeon generator. Yeah. And then replace all the things and flavor all the things because yeah. you can do that now. You can yeah. just open a PDF version or a Word document version and just edit it down and yeah. just keep playing with it. It is a lot of prep. Mm-hmm. but that's kind of what D&D is about. You can also, and I have done this, I have completely done this, I've literally had the dungeon in my head, and I've just, like, occasionally I'll draw diagrams for my players, because I, I, I will be just doing Theory of the Mind. I have randomly generated a dungeon room by room in a session before, and it was really good fun. Oh, that's cool. Just literally, what's in this room? I know... Oh, I remember, with the cards! Yeah. It's like, I know the theme, I know the vibe of what's happening, I know the creatures are in there, and I know what we'll find as we go along. There's a there's a Dungeon Master screen um, from the, like, the Dungeoneering pack, and behind the screen it has um, a list of rooms, yeah. and you can roll on that table and I'll tell you what the room is, and then you can populate your dungeon like that. Um, you c- I often use it for inspiration. It's like I'll roll a D100, it'll bring up a thing, and I'll look at it, but I don't really like that, and keep going until like my eye grabs something that I like. And then there's another table, which is like, um, gives you, like, you roll on this table, and it'll be like, a major denizen in the dungeon appears, it's dangerous. A minor denizen appears, it's friendly, and you can kind of have, like, so have an idea of what's just randomly wandering, because you do yeah. want to have wandering, wandering monsters, creatures, yeah. so that, that you can just stumble across, so you have stuff, like, which is really good for moving the party along. Yeah, all um, encounters like random, like especially if the dungeon's alive. Like if you, I think for this dungeon, there probably wouldn't be. No, this feels really linear and really like push forward. And then any secret rooms are tricks in yep. which you are reset back to the start. Yep. Do you know what I mean? You're wandering monsters, you're chewing as that are there to help. Yeah, um, I think some really good advice, just general dungeon advice, which doesn't necessarily apply to ours. Um, is don't let your players long rest in a dungeon without consequences. Yeah. Whenever they consequence, the monsters that are wandering will find them, will camp outside their door, and destroy them. The big bad in the dungeon, if they long rest, will be like, oh, I found them. Yeah. And will have them, like, apprehended. Don't let them rest without consequence, because that doesn't make any sense. Also, they have to, like... Do like it's kind of nice, like you because they can fight against those consequences. Because you can say, Oh, like, where are you going to long rest? And it's like, Oh, well, well, this room we've just cleared, can we just long rest in that? It's like, All right, well, how are you going to do that? Well, we barricade the doors. Do you know what I mean? Oh, great. Okay, what about all the like signs of stuff? Are you know, we clean everything, and it's like, Then it's earned. Do you know what I mean? They're thinking yes. about how to hide themselves. Maybe there's do. a ranger, so or a rogue that's got a disguise kit. Anyone that plays the Lost Minds of Fandalva campaign, okay, there's a little line in one of the monsters on that campaign, which you can have a lot of fun with. So there's a flame skull. Okay, oh, okay, flame skulls are pretty dangerous. They can cast fireball. Yep. And in Lost Minds of Fandalva, they encounter them at level four. Horrendous. All right, you kill the flame skull. Not too hard. They've not got low hit points. Their armor class isn't that bad. If you don't pour holy water on them within an hour, they'll come back. If your party kill a flame skull, they'll be fucked up. If they long rest, you know that flame skull. <laughs> In one hour, 
it'll come up. So don't miss that. Don't miss the opportunity for a flame school to come back. And it's it's cool law building as well. Yeah. And I think I think at the end of the day, the way I view this and D and D in general is that it's all storytelling because it is a joint story, and you are essentially writing a story. So don't ever punish your players. <laughs> it's no. not about punishing them it's no, about delivering yeah. consequences in world because a flame skull right you've destroyed it maybe the skull cracks and crumbles into golden ash and the gemstones roll out and you put the gemstones in your pocket and you're like ha 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 cool and then they ha- they don't know about the holy water how the fuck would they they've never met a flame skull yeah. so you teach them by saying you you see this unholy energy emanating from the gemstones in your bag and as you like look at them they fly out and where the dust had settled starts to like green energy starts to you know malform and you you explain to them there's something more here essentially and then they can go away and they can research it and you know little clues like unholy energy you need holy water yeah it's you know what i mean it's it's storytelling mm. and it's and it's you do have to be on to to, to dm you do have to kind of be on all cylinders yeah. firing all the time. And yeah. it has to be thinking all the time about how you're going to share this. St- I think I said before as well that like, if there's like a thing that's missed by a player, I will go out of my way to like jam that in the story. Cause I don't want them to miss anything. Cause I don't know. I kind of like sharing that knowledge, but yeah. I think there is like a way there's like a balance. Maybe I go a bit too far and give Not- information too freely, but I think there is a balance between you know the consequences of that actions and also it is alarmingly easy to make players think they've discovered something yeah when you've given it to them that's true because they'll be like oh, we've uncovered this like yeah i put it there but no, and that's not that's the design of the game that's what the game's for yeah you, you but, they've discovered it because you put it there and as a player i also know this yeah, yeah i've i've been behind the curtain but if i'm playing a game and i discover something i'm like oh fuck yeah we found this i'm like the dm just told me it was like, like it was gonna kind yeah. of happen he already knew that. He always knew that. Yeah. yeah. That's the point of the DM and that's yeah. the point of this. And it is it's fun. And and it's storytelling. Just so tell the story. Don't just punish people and be like, Flame skull, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you didn't you didn't pour holy water on. <laughs> but we how would we know? And it instantly becomes a fight rather than a Yeah. I th- I like think a fun I think we, trick. Yeah. So when it comes to dungeons, I think um try- Be like the genie. Be tricky. Yes, right? exactly. <laughs> keep keep track of time in your dungeon as best you can, but don't worry too much about it. Don't let like, them long rest without consequences because they're in a closed environment. It's not like they're in like the wilderness or in a house. So yeah, keep your dungeons dynamic. Don't just be fights. Let there be puzzles. Let there be conundrums. Let there be like let them use their like different skills. Try and study your players and work out what they're good at. Have you got a really clever wizard who wants to be able to solve puzzles? Have you got yeah. a barbarian who wants feats of strength? Like stuff like that. Um, don't make it just rube fight, rube fight. Sometimes sensitive stuff is always fun. Like we've got to get the shiny blue gem before the monster eats my friend. Or yeah. I the, think when yeah. like you've got Puzzles. to yeah, you've got to disarm a trap while a monster's chasing you. So now there's a, da- a timer on disarming this trap, and if you fumble it, you'll set it off. But if you run through it, you'll fuck up the trap, and then you'll get caught by the monster. So like add like a bit of dynamism to yeah. what could be a monotonous dungeon. And it and it does make things like more interesting. Like the idea of like you know air elemental spilling out of this crystal. And all the players need to do is destroy the crystal. <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean? They might focus on destroying the air elemental, but what they yeah. actually need to do is just just destroy the crystal. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And maybe to destroy the crystal, they have to move something. So it's going to take them two turns at least to do this thing. And I, I, you know what I mean? Just little things like that change the game because one player has to now focus fully on mm-hmm. a task whilst the other players have to fight, you know, a giant tempest. Awesome. I think we made a fun dungeon. I think yeah. that's some good advice for people. Is there anything else you wanted to add? 
Um, we need to name the dungeon. We need to name the monk. I think we've got our monk. It's I think it's the Order of the um, Windswept Path. Yeah, very cool. And the monk is I don't know, perhaps the, the Totenum. Yeah, sick. Um, cool name, is it? Totenum. I don't know. In, I don't know how to do genie names. I don't know what they kind of sound like. Yeah. Um, but I like. Uh, like I say, I love the idea of them like finding finding out this guy later down the track. Yeah, as a god, and him being fuming at the fact he's a god. Yeah, that's funny. <sighs> I like it. Yeah, I think I think the only thing to add to this dungeon is flavor. Now, like we've already given it a lot of flavor, but it's just like it's the mechanics now, isn't it? Yeah, it's filling it out exactly, and and that's what you'll naturally do. You know, the players will be like, "What does it look like? What does this sound like?" And you know, adding little clues here and there, and the puzzles and how it's written, and deciding whether or not it's from the genie or from the monk. You know, it changed things, and maybe you find like dead corpses of monks that have tried to do this. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And it's you know, what I mean, it made that extra danger and stuff like yeah. that. But that's yeah. it, really. Otherwise, you've got yourself a dungeon. Mm. And, uh, you know, and if you don't like what you rolled, uh, just Danger. re-roll it. <laughs> that's, it doesn't matter. The whole things are there for inspiration. Yeah, exactly. And if you yeah. roll something and you're like, because I was like, oh, we'll go in fully random. That's all yeah. building a city. I was like, oh, people don't want this to be map a building in the city. It's it's edited random. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like, well, that's like what I said with the table. It's like, you roll it. Does that inspire you? Yeah, exactly. No, we'll move on. There you go. Don't. And to be fair, we did talk about options for all these things. It's yeah. not like it's not like you can't do those, but sometimes you do want to just do something a bit different, and and your goal is to do that. So just do the thing that you want to do. Don't force yourself into something that you don't want to do. Because again, D and D is meant to be as much fun for you as it is for everyone else, and people will have fun if you're having fun. Yeah, you know, absolutely, definitely, definitely. Well, I think that's been a wonderful, wonderful summary of dungeon making. Yeah, it's well, been good. Great. Thank you very much. Thank everyone. you. Thanks for listening. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. Good thanks. Job, mate. Thanks. This was a weird handshake. Yeah, well, let me just do that as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that felt really cool. Yeah. And I feel like I'm like president or something. Yeah, congratulations, sir. Thank you. Well done. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, I've been Niall. I've been Morgan. And you've been listening to 201. Cue the music, Jack. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed, please leave a review. It really helps. A big thank you to our editor, Jackson Clare. If you'd like to check out any cool merchandise, head to littlelionsair.co.uk, where Julia, our resident smithy, has all our products up for sale. Our next episode will be released on the 5th of December. Until then, brave adventurers.